Welcome back to the Purpose Beyond Post podcast. On our show today, we have Stephen Rifkin from Rifkin and Renan Dental in Beverly Hills, which is a cosmic dentistry practice with a unique history, time-honored values, and a distinct vision. I love their quote that they stand for, own your smile, not someone else's. This practice that he's a part of is with alongside his father and was founded over 30 years ago with a vision of creating a new kind of cosmetic dental practice, a place where patients could be educated and empowered to take ownership of their oral health. He has a very inspirational story. He gives some good tips about taking care of your teeth and the importance of good oral health and we also talk a little bit about how he got started and what he's doing and working alongside of his dad who is his biggest inspiration and their cosmetic dentistry practice located in beverly hills has been the biggest office for so many celebrities and high profile clients and they are just helping people smile all over the world. So without further ado, our guest today is Stephen Rifkin. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course, my we pleasure. Are, we are now potting with Stephen Rifkin. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Amazing. So why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and what you do? Of course, of course. Well, I am part of what's called Rifkin Renan Aesthetic and Reconstructive Dentistry. And my education involves uh, the University of Southern California and our office is in Beverly Hills. And initially, I didn't know I always wanted to go into dentistry. I always, you know, thought about business or real estate, something like that. And then I, my dad um, did what's called a full mouth reconstruction on a patient. And to make a long story short, what that is, is um, the patient comes in. He was, I'll never forget this. It was like, it's just, you know, embedded in my memory. The uh-huh. patient who was, you'd never realize, but such a successful, successful businessman. And this just goes to show that you should never judge a book by its cover because he was very disheveled looking, very reserved, um, almost seemed like he lacked some confidence there. Uh-huh. And, you know, my dad does this full mouth reconstruction, brings him in the back office. I swear to God, it was like out of a movie. A tear drops down his eye, says to my dad, you've changed my life. So consequently, that changed my life. Immediately, I switched out of business school, went and followed um, the dental pathway. And uh, now that's where I am today. So I'm so grateful that I got to witness that because, you know, it's it sounds cheesy, but it's so true that dentistry can literally change someone's life. I mean, imagine being able not to smile, not to show your teeth out of embarrassment. That you is know. so true. And so true. I actually had to get two veneers in my teeth mm-hmm. because I chipped them so many times when I was little that they just kept chipping. Right. And I feel like it really did just change my life. Like I'd never wanted to smile before, you know? I mean, how can you truly be happy, right, if you can't even smile? 
Like, exactly. It's so, it really does change your life for absolutely. sure. It does. And also, you know, it's such things happen at such a crazy timing because Steven, I don't know if you know, but on uh-huh. Saturday I had a little big accident and I called your dad because I was freaking out because I fractured my tooth. Oh no. And, you know, he, he's just, he's amazing. I love your dad. He's like, your whole family has truly been, you guys are such amazing people, solid people. And, you know, he was concerned. He asked me if I had any pain. I didn't know because I was in shock. Right. And then, you know, he, he told me, he said, I'm out of town, but come in first thing in the morning on Monday. And I was there first thing in the morning. Wow. He gave me so much peace. He helped me so much. And now, you know, I have a temporary one and he's going to put, you know, the, the, the uh, permanent, the permanent, the permanent one in two weeks. But I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I cannot talk. I cannot yeah. smile. And you don't realize it was just one tooth, but you don't realize how much that changes someone. Absolutely. And even if it's something that's like not noticeable to other people, the fact that you see it, I mean, like everyone says, you're your own worst critic, right? Mm -hmm. What that can do to you mentally can be so debilitating. Yeah, absolutely. But but like, imagine it's so bad. Imagine like you have infection in your mouth because your mouth is part of the rest of your body, right? Mm -hmm. There's something called oral systemic connection. The oral meaning the mouth, the systemic meaning the rest of your body. So the health of your mouth, is related to the health of the rest of the body. Or in other words, the disease in your mouth, it can be linked to the disease in the rest of your body. And mm-hmm. so it's so important to take care of your mouth. And debilitating physically, if you have such bad teeth, you can't eat. Imagine what problems that systemically. So crazy. And it's so true. It really is. So, yeah. and then tell us a little bit about, you know, a lot of people I've realized are not, they don't have knowledge in terms of how important it is to come in mm-hmm. and get your teeth cleaned and mm-hmm. get yourself checked out. You know, maybe if you don't have any pain, like obviously if you have pain, right, that means that something's going wrong. But tell us like how important that is and maybe give us an example of like maybe somebody that, you know, mm-hmm. didn't have the knowledge to know mm-hmm. like, you know what, this is because Because a lot of people don't know. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so important to have that education. And like you said, I mean, there are a lot of people that don't. And, you know, you were mentioning a lot of people go to the dentist only when they're in pain. But we want to prevent the pain. We want to be preventative. We don't want that pain to ever arise in the first place. And so that's why it's so important to go to your regular checkups, whether that's three, four, five, six, every six months, minimum twice a year at the very minimum. I don't care if you're the most healthy patient in the world. Because not only are dentists or dental hygienists or any, you know, not only are they looking at your teeth, they're looking at the rest of your mouth as well. They're looking for signs of oral cancer. Ooh. Like, it's, so, it's, it's literally, like, imagine now there's a little lesion, a little spot in your mouth that you never notice. But when you go to your dentist or your dental hygienist takes a look, they can notice these things. And so that yeah. can literally not only save you from having, you know, not to sound scary, but your jaw resected. It can literally save your life. Oh my God. Wow. I just thought of a question. 
what, because everyone always, like, used to scare me, like, oh, if you don't go to the dentist, you're going to have to get a root canal. What <laughs> is a root canal? Because I literally have no idea, and I'm, like, so scared. That's that. a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. a lot of people don't understand right? what that is. Like, right. What is a root canal? So a root canal, first of all, there's people who specialize in root canals. They are called endodontists. And what a root canal is, is if you have an infection in your tooth, and right. within your tooth, there's a nerve, right? There's what's called the dental pulp. Okay. That nerve, once it becomes compromised or if the infection reaches close enough to that pulp and that becomes compromised, then you'll need what's called a root canal, which means that pretty much the endodontist, who you should be going to for a root canal typically, um, will clean the pulp, the root, um, clean the mm -hmm. internal of the tooth out, clean that out and put in a material, typically something called gutta percha, which is like a plastic rubber type material. And that material replaces where that pulp, where all of that nerve was, because when that bacteria reaches the nerve, that's when you get extreme, extreme pain. So that's usually when you were talking about earlier, Augustina, you know, you go to the dentist because you feel extreme pain. You know, if that tooth is lingering at night or if it wakes you up in the middle of the night, typically uh -huh. um, it'll be a very deep cavity where it reaches the pulp. And then you'll need to get that pulp tissue, that infection cleaned out and replaced with that material I mentioned called gutta percha. And that's a root canal. That's wow. a, pretty much a last effort to save your tooth. That sounds just as horrific as I had not. Really, maybe I articulate it in a poor manner. It really isn't no. as bad as it sounds because ultimately we want to do everything we can, you know, to an extent to save the tooth. Right. Right. So basically, you should always make sure you take care of your cavities on time. Absolutely. And again, not only cavities, we want to look for lesions. We want to look for everything because the mouth is part of the rest of the body. And dentists shouldn't only be focused on the teeth. They should be focused on your health in general. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have another random weird question. Sorry, I'm just like really- <laughs> No, I love this. She, no, and this Morgan, is great. Morgan is very much into teeth as yeah. well. I love it. I love it. You should have yeah. been a dentist, Morgan. Oh my God. Maybe someday. Maybe you never I can know. shadow you one day. <laughs> Anytime. We're always, you're always welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, um- I know that a lot of girls drink lemon water and apple mm. cider vinegar. What oh, yeah. do you think that does to the enamel? <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I can think of a, one of my, I'm not going to name names because, of course, privacy is of the utmost importance. But I used to, I, I do have a friend who's like a brother to me. And he constantly, for all of his life, used to chew on lemons and put and soak tons of lemon in his water. Yes. And while drinking lemon water, maybe it's good for you, um, whatever. But for your teeth, it's very acidic. And yeah. that acid can wear away at what's called the enamel, the outer surface of your tooth. Right. And over time, this can be very detrimental to your teeth. And it will, what's, it will cause what's called erosion. Yes, I had that, I think. Did you? <laughs> From drinking, because my, yeah, I, they said, like, you're doing apple cider vinegar, and I would drink it straight out of the bottle, and they were like, you're, you're, you're eroding, your teeth are eroding. Exactly, and that's, it's exactly what's going to happen, you know, a lot of acidic foods and drinks, um, if you do drink some, even coffee, you're afraid of staining, for example, um, straw is, is better than letting the, the liquid bathe your teeth if, with, with, as compared to not using a straw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've heard that too. I've heard like you should drink 
your coffee with a straw mm-hmm. or your sodas with a straw. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's like, that's great. I mean, first of all, if you can avoid soda and coffee, even better. But obviously, we're all human and we all have no, our guilty like, pleasures. I need my coffee. <laughs> no, you need your morning coffee. There's no way of getting around it. No. But I do put creamer on it, so it's not as dark. I don't know if that will make a difference. Well, creamer typically can have a lot of sugar, depending on the creamer, right? (laughs) But I'm working it out, Steven. You know I'm working that. Listen, you're you're, you're training me. You're the best physical trainer out there. So I know, but you know what? Mine is plant-based. Okay. Yours is plant. Okay, fine. You know what, Augustina, yours is plant based. You saved yourself there. I need to look at the ingredient list, Augustina. I'm gonna have to take a look at your ingredient list over there. Yes, (laughs) I will show you. Okay, so now that we're talking about this, I'm sure you've seen the craziest TikToks out there, and I saw a TikTok that was talking about mixing hydrogen peroxide with. What's that other thing? Um, I don't know. Charcoal? No. Yes, charcoal. charcoal. Have mm. you seen that? So, and what do you think about that? Typically, charcoal is very abrasive. So, this whole trend of charcoal toothpaste and this and that, typically, charcoal is very abrasive. So, while they claim that it removes superficial stains on the teeth, what we call extrinsic stains, mm-hmm. over time, it will wear away at the, like, that term I mentioned, enamel, the outer surface of your tooth, it will actually abrade and wear at that enamel. And actually over time, once that enamel, that whiter hard surface of the tooth is worn away, what the underneath surface, the deeper surface called dentin is more yellow. So Mm. over a long period of time, that will start to show through once the enamel goes away. So I really am against charcoal for the most part. So what we're learning right now is that if you want to have your teeth whiten and do it the right way, you need to go to Dr. Renan and Rifkin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we definitely offer that. There, there are ways, but we definitely offer in-office whitening. That's definitely one way. Another way um, is doing custom bleaching trays. And what that means is the process is such that you come into the office, we take a mold of your teeth. And you have, in the end, a custom set of trays, kind of like Invisalign trays they look like, where you put bleach um, for a certain amount of time at home and you do that a more gradual process as opposed to the more instant way of going to an in-office bleaching appointment. Right, which I, I do have the trays and you guys gave me some trays a long time ago. I probably need some more product to do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I feel that my teeth are never white enough. They're white. Your teeth are beautiful, Augustine. That's well, they're yeah. beautiful because Wait. I have the best dentist yeah. in the well, planet. You're too kind. But that's something I do want to mention. You, you mentioned your teeth aren't white enough. And that's something that I think, you know, beauty over time, right? It changes throughout time, you know. Before there were different body physiques that were in. Now, you know, whether it's curvy, whether it's thin, whether it's, it changes over time. And that's the same thing with teeth, you know. Now there seems to be a trend where everyone wants what's, you know, quote unquote, the Hollywood smile. White, shockingly white teeth, right? And while that, you know, can be very attractive, it's important for patients to be educated to know that, okay, super white teeth, um, maybe you think that's attractive, but what's natural? What looks right. not fake? What, you know, sometimes if your teeth are perfectly straight and perfectly white and no 
slight differences or asymmetries that can look almost like a denture can look fake. They look like chiclets. Exactly. Exactly. They look like chiclets. You're absolutely right. And so, I mean, <laughs> we're always on point. You, we're you like guys, twins. That was exactly. That, you guys planned did. that. Don't lie. You guys planned no, I, that. No, I swear. We oh my God. That. You guys are we, great. We, we keep looking at each other because we keep saying the exact same things at the same time. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. I feel left out. You guys are all together and I'm not even there. I see how it is, guys. You don't even invite me to the party. This was so last minute. I was like, oh my God, I'm zooming here. The problem is that Morgan is going to Italy. So she was rushing me. Wow. I'm going to Italy. That's amazing. I'm going to stain my teeth with a lot of red wine. and. (laughs) Don't tell me. Well, then you know what you have to do, right? What? You have Tell to come, me. You have go to, come, to the office. Come, to, come visit us. Come on, That's Morgan. That's true. I actually do need to go to, to see you guys. I'm not even kidding. So I'm going to have to make an appointment with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You let me so, know. Yeah. And getting back to the whitening, I got my teeth whitened years and years ago. And they gave me these trays. It's mm. called like Zoom whitening. Is that a thing or no? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a brand. It's just another type of whitening product. Okay, and then my teeth are so sensitive that I can't use the trays. Okay. Do you, so, what do I do? So, yeah, like I mentioned before, there's two methods, the in-office and then the at-home. Typically, right. if, you ha- if you already know you have sensitive teeth, yeah. um, you have a higher propensity to be sensitive with in-office just because, you know, it's a more um, intense. instant, intense process rather than the gradual way of doing the at-home bleaching trays, which there's different types. There's hydrogen peroxide, there's carbamy peroxide, there's different percentages. So that's something that um, can make a difference in your sensitivity level. And also the free, the duration of how long you leave it in your mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it'll start feeling like it's like tingling and it's like a, it feels like it's like hitting a nerve or something. Yeah, it's like a shocking feeling. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So wow. all of those methods, you know, the percentage, the type, the duration that you use it for, that can all help alleviate. There's also other products out there. You know, there's something called MI paste. There's different fluoride toothpaste. There's Sensodyne, which has potassium nitrate, which can help yeah. with sensitivity. Mm-hmm. That's what I use now is Sensodyne because I'm like, I can't even use a normal whitening toothpaste because it hurts so bad. Right. Well, when's the, do you have, maybe you have, I'm not saying you do because I've never looked at your teeth, but maybe you have something that's called recession where a part of your root is exposed on your teeth and that Ooh. can lead to sensitivity. Oh my so God. that's why I don't I even know. Now exactly. she's gonna think she yeah. has that. No, well, I, we're gonna make we're gonna make her an appointment. Exactly. Yeah. That's why For it's important. Sure. It's so crazy though, because I think that most people neglect the dentist because it's just one of those things a lot of people have fear around it mm-hmm. and they get like anxious. But what would you say to those people that are scared to go to the dentist and just put it off for years? Because that's a lot of people I know. Oh, it's so common. It's really sad. And usually, you know, a lot of the time that stems from a traumatic experience as a child. And if you ruin it for for someone as a child, that can mess them up for life. And so what I like to emphasize to my patients is that I treat, not only is our office environment like a family, our patients (laughs) are our family. And there's nothing I would ever do to a patient that I wouldn't do to myself or do to my own family. Uh And so I think once they realize that, they really tend to be comforted and realize we have their best interest at heart. You don't establish a successful practice by trying to scam everyone. And Okay, you need a full mouth of veneers. That's going to fix it. Right. You establish credibility. You see 
the health and the function comes before the aesthetics. And once they realize you're there for your, their best interest and you're not trying to sell them on something, then that's how you not only win over the patient, you win over their mentality to bring in other patients as well. And that's how you really grow. Because mm -hmm. then you, they, you realize that they realize the dentist is there for you and they're not just there after your wallet. You know what I mean? Oh my God. And it's so clear when a dentist is just after your wallet, which I won't name any names, but I went right. to one in Beverly Hills and he literally was like, you have like 40 cavities, blah, blah, blah. And wow. I'm like, okay, this is not right. No. And, and, and you, they, 40 the, cavities. Yeah, that's, for, yeah that's, that's a little insane. How many but, teeth do we have, by the way? Okay, so including Sorry. your... <laughs> no, no, no. I love this. This is a great question. How many teeth do you guys think? I want to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe... 43. 43? <laughs> um, maybe like... 36. Okay, you were close. Close. With your wisdom teeth, your third molars, you have 32 teeth. Damn. Damn, I said 43, bitch. Gotta, that's, that's a big Augustina, ass we got to get you back in for an oral hygiene education lesson over there, Augustina. You got to review. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, because I feel that I have extra teeth. That's Augustina, why. you're disappointing me. No, I love I you. I never joking. took, okay, I never took my wisdom teeth out. Really? Yes. I did. We'll have to and look I'm at those x-rays. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to, but, but my mouth doesn't hurt. See, remember, just because it doesn't cause pain now doesn't mean it can't be a problem in the future. That's why preventative care is the best way to go. Yes, and that's why I got my wisdom teeth out, and it was a very fun day. But no, <laughs> I, I did want to talk about wisdom teeth. So some people are not born with wisdom teeth, right? I mean, there's or a lot of dental anomalies where people are born with extra teeth or supernumerary teeth, okay. or they have less teeth. They have what's called hypodontia. So there can be everyone's different right so not mm -hmm. everyone's the same right that's so interesting and then if you have some people when your wisdom teeth come in you have to get them taken out and other people can just live with them it really depends it's a every every situation is tailored to the patient some people never need their wisdom teeth extracted some people do it just yeah. depends on the patient yeah, it's very interesting. Um, good to know. I feel like I'm learning so much good stuff from you. Well, this is great. I mean, education is is the first part of prevention, you know what I mean? Of preventing disease, being knowledgeable about something and knowing that something can or cannot be a problem. You know, that's so important. Yeah, no, for sure. I wanted to ask you, so I know, like, I'm sure you go into the office every day, but what keeps you, like, motivated to keep going in and doing it and changing people's lives? Absolutely. We're looking at your Instagram right now. Very uh -huh. well-dressed. Very, very. <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at your picture three days ago with your dad. Oh, he's uh, so cute. He's my hero. He's my best friend. He's my hero. And what inspires me, two things. One... My, fam my family, my dad, our office, and my patients. Oh, Those are the two nice. things that keep me going. When my dad changed my life, that immediately made me, he changed my life by changing his patient's life. And I said to myself, I want to have the same impact on my own patients. That's awesome. I'm sure your dad is very proud of you that you're following in his footsteps. I'm very, I'm, yeah. That's awesome. You that know, it's, it's funny because you would think my, with my dad being a dentist, you'd have think, okay, I was born to do dentistry, but he never pushed me toward it. And if anything, maybe, you know, yeah, he didn't really ever push me toward it. And then I, luckily when I was able to witness that case, I found my own authentic passion for it. So I think that was great. 
Amazing. So I wanted to ask you one more tooth question. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I see all these like all natural toothpaste and things. Do you think that it really makes a difference if your toothpaste is all natural or not? Like, is it really right. that crazy? No, that, that's an awesome question. Um, two things. One first thing is that before the chemical action of the toothpaste, that's important. But what's more important is the mechanical action, your technique, how you brush your teeth, how long right. you brush your teeth. So if you're using a manual, for example, not an electric brush, are you using a circular motion? Are you using a soft or extra soft bristle toothbrush? Are you angling those bristles 45 degrees into what we call the gingival sulcus or the gum line, that area? So wow. the technique is more important than the chemical action of the toothpaste itself. Right. Now, um, in terms of chemical action, all natural versus not, I do. The fact that they say fluoride is toxic and it's going to kill you and it's terrible. Listen, that's true if you ingest, you know, a whole tube of toothpaste, right? Right. Sure. Most people, I don't think, are ingesting a whole tube of toothpaste, so you probably don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but... True. Fluoride, as of right now, until something on the market is better, is I would highly, highly recommend you use a fluoride toothpaste. Okay. So what should be like my morning and nighttime teeth routine? Like, do I have to floss twice a day? Do I have to use mouthwash? Right. That's, that's, that's I was a perfect angel, which I never floss. I will just go ahead and say it. Well, I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate <laughs> the honesty. And it's something I like to encourage my patients to motivate them to do it. Right. Um, because, you know, this is going to sound disgusting and I apologize if this sounds gross, but no, give it all to us. Imagine you go to the bathroom. Right. Right. And you need to clean yourself after you go to the bathroom, but you need to get in there with some type of device that reaches between. Right. And right. so that's the same thing as floss. You can't get in there with a brush. You need to get something that goes in between because that bacteria, just like you eat and you go to the bathroom, so does that bacteria. They're going, and this is very simple terms. I'm, this is like oh baby terms I'm giving God. you. And this isn't to scare you. This is just to make you realize that they're pretty much releasing byproducts into your teeth that will not be good for them, obviously. So the, the more technical um, description of this is when you eat food, such as fermentable carbohydrates, right? That food is not only food for yourself, it is food for that bacteria. When they metabolize or eat this food, they release byproducts, acids, um, pyruvic acid, lactic acid. Mm -hmm. And so this acid will demineralize your tooth and eventually lead to what's called a cavity or what we call as in the dental profession, caries. So, caries? Caries. C -A Those are the worst. Oh. So you definitely don't want that. You want <laughs> those are the worst, Augustina. <laughs> those are the worst. That's an inside joke. She's, she's piping. Please in let's keep that. She's oh my! God. Let's not edit that. Part yeah, out. let's keep that one in there. Don't edit that out. Don't edit that out because we want to get rid of those. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. What are you talking about? Your exes right now? What's going oh, on here? It didn't take him long to figure that. I think oh, that was wow. quick. Come on, guys. I, I'm oh, not too. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Please, I'm trying to learn some knowledge over here. Yeah, we're sorry, trying to give sorry, education. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Augustina, that's a different. Well, conversation. now you'll forever remember that. That's, that's true. See? That's true. There you go. We are learning. We are learning, Morgan. I love it. I love it. Exactly. One thing I do want to mention, on a side note, about social media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a double-edged sword. Right. 
in terms of dentistry because you can have dentists who show a beautiful before and after smile, right? Really messed up teeth. And then they have beautiful veneers, the ceramic part, right? The, the artistry part that covers up the teeth that was there before. But what that disguises is if the dentist works with a beautiful laboratory, which we work with our in-house lab. So all of our veneers, all of our crowns, all of our porcelain is literally created in our office in a glass uh-huh. fishbowl almost so that we incorporate our patients part of the process so they can see every step that goes on and what the, the amount of knowledge, the experience, all of the hand craftsmanship that goes into creating what is truly art. And so with Instagram, for example, maybe a dentist has a beautiful lab that they work with. And typically, not all the time, but typically they usually work with an outside lab where the lab isn't directly in their office where their laboratory technicians can um, work with the patients, can see the patients for themselves, really get their own visuals on the patient's teeth, really match the color of the teeth, the shade, all of that. So when the dentist works with a really nice lab, then they can on Instagram show a beautiful before and after. But what the typically they don't show what was done to get to that after stage. They don't show how much tooth they had to cut away. They don't show how they cut the tooth. You don't know what's under the teeth. So maybe they left a stub. Or were were they very minimal and did they do it perfectly because they really knew the technique and they're an amazing dentist. And that's true too. So it's it's like those little videos on Instagram that you see that the girls have like toothpicks. And so if you go to, you know, every patient is different. That's not necessarily wrong. It just depends on the amount of tooth structure that has to be taken away. Depends on each patient, depends on the type of material that is selected. There's a lot of factors that go into that. But what I'm trying to say here is that the before and after can be deceiving because you don't know what the process was to get to the after. You don't know what is left underneath the veneer. So while Mm -hmm. Instagram can be a good way to find your dentist or find your doctor, find whoever, you really want to do your homework. You really want to make sure that they are reputable, that they care about their patients, that they have the knowledge and experience to deliver the need, the care that you need. Right. No, that definitely makes sense. And I feel like it's such a serious thing. If some, if you're trusting someone to shave away your teeth, hopefully they're really good at what they do because that's kind of a big deal. Absolutely. And, and like for veneers, for example, again, each situation is different. Right. A veneer can be the thickness of a fingernail. So imagine you're going to the nail wow. salon and you're getting an acrylic nail, you know, or, you know, on your, on your fingernail, you know what I mean? Right. You go to the salon. Yeah. So it can be very almost paper thin, not actually paper thin, but very close. Sometimes all you need to do is take away like a quarter of a millimeter of the tooth. Sometimes right. it's really nothing at all. So it really just depends. And it's not something to be scared about. And the way to find out how much is going to be taken and, you know, all of the details is go to your dentist and ask. Because sometimes it's not as scary as you think. Right. No, it definitely makes sense. I think a lot of people are scared of, well, just going to the dentist in general, but also like going to get their veneers done because your teeth are getting potentially Mm -hmm. shaved down. And that is a scary thing to think of, I guess. And that's why you want a dentist who's minimally invasive. And they don't, and dentist who doesn't just use that phrase as a keyword to be like, oh, we're minimally invasive. And then they go ahead and take off a lot of tooth structure. No, you want to know that that person actually can be minimally invasive and live up to their word, but also knows the clinical scenario where it's appropriate to take off, you know, the right amount. 
I do want to say that, you know, you guys are probably the best. And Not probably are the are best. The best. Are <laughs> thank the best. you, thank you, yeah, thank you. you are the best. And, um, you know, they're located in Beverly Hills. The office is absolutely beautiful. You go there and you're just happy to be there, yeah, you know? it's an experience. Yeah. So why don't you tell us... Um, you know, where the office is, how we can make an appointment. Absolutely. Um, our office is at 414 North Camden Drive, Penthouse Suite 1280. We have a beautiful view. Um, like I said, in-house lab, everything you could ever want. Um, how you can find us, our office is, uh, self, uh, number is 310-205-0010. You can look up Dr. Robert Rifkin, Dr. Rodney Renan, our Instagrams. Um, same thing, our names, mine is Steven Rifkin, just my name. Uh, I mean, yeah, we l hopefully look forward to seeing you and, uh, improving your smile, improving your health. Yes. Thank you so much, Steven, for coming on. And it was nice meeting you over the podcast, but I'll definitely be making an appointment with you guys for sure. But what I do want to say to all our listeners is that if you are listening to this, this is your sign to go and make that appointment, yes. you know, and make sure that you take care of your health, not only, you know, how you look on the outside, like you were saying, but, you know, your teeth and your mouth hygiene plays a big part of that. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we will talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. Bye, Steven. Bye. See you. Bye.